I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. After that experience, it's just like, ditto, you are used for breeding and that is it. That's really dark. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only... Puckle Podcast. It's Puckle! Puckle! It's Puckle! Puckle! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah! Puckle! Puckle. And welcome to the 374th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular co-host. First up, the one... Sublime Manic. Oh, sorry, I thought you were... (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were doing something like such and such, and then they say it. No, I always give you... I always... I do introductions now, but that's fine. Yeah, that's right. I'm just... I'm so used to it, I guess. We've got... We've got new guy and uh, new guy over here, Linian. Wait, are we doing this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this hi. is happening. Yeah. We're not starting. We're never starting. <laughs> this is happening. And <laughs> welcome to the show. This is Linian. Uh, uh, welcome to. We'll talk about you in a second here. Welcome to Puckle. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that I came up with in 2007. I finally accepted this as my own. We talk about everything Pokemon from the video game to the trading card game to even Pokemon Gale of Darkness. Just throwing that out there because Sublime has never played it. I found out today. Nope. Uh, so welcome but I to the play show. Pokemon Conquest. We've got plenty going on. Conquest is good. I mean, if you're going to play one of those two games, I think Conquest is the game. I need to find a copy. It's probably there's probably someone who's looking to sell it. Maybe just go to GameStop. It's at GameStop, like all the okay. time. Okay. I don't know why. It's it. It seems like it should be something like a cult game. But it definitely isn't regarded as such. Look, I'm just having nightmares because it took me like six months before the uh, re-releases to find me a copy of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. So I'm in used game hell and I don't want to leave. Man, before the re-release on like 3DS, are you talking about that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they had it uh, like digital download or something Mm. too. But there was a while you could not get that game and it was selling for more than it did new. Yeah. That's when I got it. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think the Wii version was going for something like 90 bucks or something like that. It was absurd. I paid 55 I think. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> like, that one was real bad. Same with Soul, Hearts Gold and Soul Silver. Like, they keep selling those at GameStop for, like, I think they went up recently to, like, 55 bucks or something like that. It's, it's just nutsos. I don't think I would pay $55 for Heart Gold and Soul Silver unless I didn't have them. Then I would probably think about it. But welcome to the show. We talk everything, like I said. Uh... <laughs> Uh, we have Linian and Seth, or Linian and uh, Sublime Manic. God, there's too many of you guys now, and actually less than there were before. But we, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave it there. Um, we we have uh, Linian and Sublime here, and they're going to talk about uh, Puckle PTU. They're both on that show right now, and it's yeah. it's just a it's a new feed on the iTunes. Rated E for explicit. 
wink us <laughs> not a lot. for everyone <laughs> just be clear <laughs> yes just to be clear it is e for explicit not e for everyone it is not as family friendly <laughs> as the rest of the puckle products but it's a great time if you're down for that yeah and uh it was before i uh, the episodes that are going up now are before i got this this lovely uh co- coherent microphone yeah so it's, it's great. just uh, all rambly it's great. We're only like 30 episodes behind modern day. It's yeah, it's fine. great. <laughs> I, I picked up the mic not. I didn't. It's not too far out from the mic, uh, I don't think. So that's good. There's actually a lot of timestamps where you can tell what time it was in 2018 when we recorded. Oh. Like we'll be making jokes about Avengers Infinity Wars or things like that. That's good. Uh, so it's really. You can tell when we recorded it. It's kind of fun. That's really fun. To see when we. Yeah. See if you can guess what time of year it was. <laughs> Uh, that's that's pretty good that's pretty good i made a bird box joke the other day for those of you who are unaware what ptu is ptu is pokemon tabletop united which is a tabletop version of pokemon so it's pokemon D for those of you at home who may not have ever played it it's like a pretty good translation so it's not like there are some games that's like oh it's Pokemon but it's just basically D and D with a skin and this is not it. It feels very in universe. Like it, it's a great way to jump into the Pokemon world in a way that even some of the games never really get to. So it's it's a fun system. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. So I mean, I've dabbled in it. I know you guys are probably we far more together. into it. You guys are. Yeah, you guys are working on it. It's actually a really good system. I would recommend go listening just to get get a hip on what's going on in the Pokemon tabletop universe. Uh, other than that, though, um, what, have you guys been up to anything interesting in Pokemon? So I'm doing the UUTC. Uh, oh. I entered with a joke team along with Shamu, which is actually related to the PTU, fun fact. Um, I'm planning my draft for the PDL Season 3. I'm just living my um, Puckle tournament life, you know? I was oh, at yeah. the Battle Clinic last night. Dude, Battle uh, Clinics yeah. are the best. I didn't realize was, how much fun, fun those are going to be. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's, it's also really cool because it, we actually are all there, so most of us are in voice at the same time. And it's super casual. Um, it's not like something that you need a lot of pressure on yourself for. Everyone's there to just have a good time. It was a great time. You should just, try one. Just to play and learn a meta. It's really fun. Yeah, I've never played on you before. Yeah, I mean, my favorite part about that is that we always drop, like, sample teams up on top, too. So if you don't have a team, you can just grab one because we play the whole thing on Showdown. So there's no breeding involved. You just jump exactly. on Showdown, hang out with us for an hour, hour 15, get some Puckle points. You can try to get your 10 Puckle points that night. It's a good time. I really have a blast doing it. I would suggest doing it if you haven't already. Gosh, I will. Fine. Jeez. You should. Uh, it's really, it's really I, it, fun. It really was to. lovely. I had yeah. something else I had to do, and I'm sitting there going, this is miserable. And I look and have this, see this wonderful time happening in, in chat. I'm like, uh. You can really find this on the Puckle choice. Discord, by the way, everybody. Just go to Discord or, or show notes and you get the Discord link. So definitely be sure to check out that Discord if you want to do some cool Puckle Battle Clinic stuff. And you could, of course, yeah. uh, just hang out with us on Discord, too. So that's always, a, that's always a plus. Yeah, Battle Clinics are a lot of fun. The next one is Little Cup. Oh, you'll be Ooh. an expert at that. I'm super Ooh, excited. Well, Little Cup's kind of changed since I really enjoyed it. Because uh, I haven't played since Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. And Ultra Sun Ultra Moon brought about a lot of bad things for Little Cup, in my eyes. Because Apom got banned. I'm so sad. Apom got banned. 
because they gave it access to double hit and skill link double hit on APOM is absolutely terrifying and broken. So I understand why they got rid of it, but without my APOM, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Diglett's still there despite the 17 attempts to ban it. So Diglett still Diglett can survive, but Zygarde cannot. They tried to murder Diglett so many times. It's not even funny. Like, they have tried so many times. They tried banning Arena Trap, and they're like, well, then I'll ban Diglett. And they're like, well, now let's just ban Arena Trap and Shadow Tag, and then let's test. And, like, no joke. They've tried it every single time that they possibly could have to ban Diglett. They absolutely hate Diglett. But they can never get the support to ban him. (laughs) (laughs) Then I guess they don't hate it enough. Well, I think I think the people who are in charge of the tier absolutely dislike it. I don't think the people that actually play the tier dislike it. Because without Diglett, I think your meta kind of goes off kilter a little bit. Because you get stuff like Baton Pass, um, Torchic that really starts to mess things up. And if you can at least trap something, like an you know, Elekit or something, that gets Baton Pass from Torchic. I think you're doing okay. Uh, that's that's the big thing. But we can, we can talk more Little Cup strategy another day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it can be the poke of the episode. (laughs) Maybe. Probably not. (laughs) That is going to be it for the intro, guys. We're going to kick it on over. There has been some news, but like not a ton. So we're going to kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. In the news, there's absolutely garbage. I think it's what is it? It's so welcome to the Pokemon Go segment, where we talk to you about all things Pokemon Go, including Pokemon Go's new Hoenn event, which I believe is going until the 31st, if I'm not mistaken. I believe you're correct. I believe it is the it's January 29th. I lied. Oh. oh. Uh, it's Tuesday, January 29th at the usual like 4 p.m. Eastern. It ends. So you can go ahead and jump in that. Right now we have Groudon and Kyogre, and they have a chance of being shiny as raid bosses right now. So if you miss Kyogre and Groudon, like I have. I have. I only have one Kyogre. Need that Groudon. I haven't caught either of them, but the problem is it's I live in Ohio, and right now it's like minus five out right now, so I'm not going to go raid. Just don't care enough. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that would get me out of my house into the six-foot snowdrifts uh, near the closer gyms to try and maybe get a Groudon if literally everyone who plays in a five-mile radius shows up. Yeah, it's just so cold. I'm not going to go outside to go catch Groudon right now. I'm sorry. It's 50 degrees here. Yeah, because you're in Texas, and that's what happens in Texas. It's nice outside. (laughs) Okay. But for us stuck here in the Midwest, where the cost of living is super low. <laughs> it's the price you or, pay. <laughs> or for me, stuck in the middle of the gigantic mountainous spires. Yes, exactly. Just, I love mountains. You like looking at mountains. You don't like living in mountains. <laughs> no, I do. No, you're, That's true. You're right. I like a view of mountains. That's true. You're but right, you're right. That is how you can go ahead and go catch yourself a, a Hoenn Pokemon of any variety. They also announced the next Community Day this week. That was exciting. The next Community Day is on February 16th um, at the normal time, so that's 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. 
and it is Swinub, which is somewhat interesting. I think the biggest thing, though, is that they announced that you can also get guaranteed Sinostones. Yeah. Up to five, guaranteed. Yeah, that's the only thing that's interesting to me, though. It's just because it's winter, we're getting snow, ice-type spawns are up. Swinub I've been seeing a lot of, so this is Let a, me a tell you, choice. I have been saving all of my Swinub. I have, like, yeah. forever for, like, when I could get an awesome Mammoth Swine, and I feel like the payoff is coming, and I am legitimately super excited. Well, they're going to be doing Mammoth... Like, Mammoth Swine's going to be unlocked around that time, too, which is really exactly. exciting. So it's going to be really cool. It is. I, I like that if they're not going to give me the Ralts Community Day that I've wanted, at least they're giving me that. You'll and get it eventually. I think we'll get the Ralts Community Day, and that's probably when we'll get Gallade, right? And yeah. that'll be really exciting. But do, it, do we have we don't have the move for the mammoth swine yet? Not yet. That. They just announced the community day, so they didn't follow it up immediately. They usually take out another week or two to really tell us what the next move is. So we'll find out eventually, though. And Appreciate. if we uh, go on to more news, um, other than the random Pokemon P- Detective Pikachu trailer that happened this week, which isn't really that new, it showed like a couple new screenshots, but that's about it. We have the death of the Wii Shop channel. Pour one out for the Wii Shop channel. It is it is dying. The Wii Shop channel is is dying. It's getting turned off. When is it getting turned off? The thirty first. It is this Thursday. Yeah, the end of an era. Yeah, it's so sad. I because you're going to lose a lot of Pokemon games. Um, access to them at least. So one, you won't be able to download Pokemon Puzzle League again. Granted, if you already have this on your Wii, it's there. It's stuck. You're good. Pokemon Snap. You're missing Pokemon Ranch, Pokemon Rumble, Pokemon Mystery Dungeons. You're, you're missing out. That's only Japan. That's true. I forgot. Pokemon Snap. I will. I will mourn. That was the first time I only played it on the Wii Shop channel. That is how I got it, and that is one of you my favorite young spin-offs. child. I know. I am a baby. That's so true. <laughs> right. I have like such nostalgia from my mm-hmm. childhood with Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap's a fantastic game. It really is. I wish they'd make another one. It holds up. Like, the Switch would be a great console for it, too. You got the little look around if you want to be weird or the totally natural and reasonable uh, dual dual stick setup. Like, I think we're ready for it, but we instead get the Alola photo spots. I don't think Pokemon Snap is getting a remake or a sequel, I should say, for several it's reasons. Not. And oh, it's not. It's mostly because... One, they don't have the innovation to make it quote unquote new that they want. And I don't, honestly, I don't think you need to other than being like, here's some new Pokemon and like 17 new courses, right? You say that like I wouldn't buy that immediately. No, I would. I would too. I think, I think that's (laughs) all they need. Yeah. And I think the problem is they don't have the interest in that, in that sense, but they also don't have the, uh, what am I thinking of? They, I think that Pokemon Snap was just like one of those odd occurrences because I believe if I'm not mistaken, it was intended to be a different game to begin with. Yeah. And then just got put a Pokemon skin on it. They got a Pokemon skin. Kind of the same thing with Pokemon Puzzle League. With Pokemon Puzzle League. Yes, we have had this conversation exactly. (laughs) And so they had totally different things going on there. Oh, we'll never get it. We'll never get Pokemon Z, but people don't stop complaining about it. That's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, they were just not... I don't think... We're just never going to get it. I wish we did. I really wish we did. I think it would do well. Yeah. Future of Pokemon spinoffs, guys. Future of Pokemon spinoffs. <laughs> but yeah, too bad for the Wii Shop channel. It's it's going away. And if you need anything, you should download it on your Wii before now. before too late. I think you can still get it on the now. Wii U as well if you go to the Wii mode. 
Yeah, you you but that will be closing, I believe. Yes. Like the yeah, th- that ish version of the Wii Shop channel. So if you're thinking I don't have a Wii, but you do have a Wii U, you need to do that by Thursday. The Wii U actually just like as a fun hardware curiosity for anybody at home, the Wii U just has like a fully functional Wii inside of it. That's legitimately the only reason you get to like the Wii menu. It's just it has a Wii inside of it. So you need to go onto the Wii mode and download things now. If you do it, it's like it knew that the Wii was the heart. Yep. And the Wii U was just not. Yep. It was the mistake. Apt. So apt. The Wii U's got a fantastic virtual console, and it makes me sad seeing that the Wii Shop channel is going to die because I'm waiting for the virtual console on the Wii U to die. And that's going to make me really sad. Like, the reason I have a Wii U is mostly for virtual console games, not really for anything on the Wii U right now. All the best Wii U games are available on Switch, so I really don't blame you. (laughs) As improved versions at that. Yeah. That's the problem. Like, everything that was on the Wii U, I think, except for maybe some Zelda games that were remade, are all on the Switch. I think that, yeah, I think we're just missing something like, uh, I don't even remember. They have, like, everything, though, on that virtual console. You can get Metroid Prime Hunter, or Metroid Prime, like, the package for one through three. If you don't have that already, I would suggest going to pick that up. And all of the Fire Emblem GBA games are on there, as well as Shadow Dragon. That is pretty Wait, much... what? A, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Superstar Saga Mario and Luigi is on there, and that game is incredible if you've never played it. It's just a very good RPG. These are just so many fantastic games on the Wii U. And I know this is a Pokemon podcast, but just like if you... As a general gamer... If you want in on some of the like best Nintendo classics, Virtual Console, Wii U, go get it before it shuts down. This one, that's not shutting down right now, so you have some time, but I would definitely suggest it. Definitely suggest it. Other than that, though, there hasn't been too much other news in the Pokemon world. Uh, in the Puckle world, the UUTC is going strong, so if you haven't already signed up, unfortunately you can't. I believe PEL signups are still going on. I think they're just kind of doing a first-come, first-serve, though, for the first 24. For what? Uh, for PDL, our Puckle Draft I don't know League. that it's first-come, first-serve, but it might be. It might it's be. It's not. Uh, Ozzy... It's probably not. No, no, Ozzy is still taking applications, still processing everything, so feel free to sign up. Don't assume that you'll get accepted, but you could still be accepted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because a draft with more than twenty-four one. people is just punishment. Oh, you can't play that. You can't play that format with more than twenty-four people. Agreed. So, if you want in on Puckle Draft League now, go sign up. Go run over there and sign up. And then a little other piece of news. I'll probably mention this again at the end of the show, but I do want to mention it here now. We do have the Puckle Survey up and live. If you can, please go fill it out. It's on our Discord, but it's also in the show notes down below. We really appreciate it. If you, We're going to run that until, I believe, the 17th of February. And if you fill it out, you get put in a drawing for a free Puckle t-shirt. So please go fill that out. Uh, we really appreciate your feedback. I'm also going to do a live town hall after this is all done, probably around the 17th, where I'm going to go through the answers. And if you have more comments and suggestions, I'd love to hear them then as well. Your opinion is valued. No, it really is. It helps shape the show. We've made a lot of changes based on previous feedback. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Please go fill that out. We would really appreciate it. It's down in the uh, show notes, as I said before. But that is it for uh, the news today, guys. We're going to kick things over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where I'm going to improperly use the word innate to quiz our co-hosts on their innate Pokemon knowledge.
and welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where I will quiz your co-host on their not learned, but rather the knowledge they were born with, their innate Pokemon knowledge. I'm just rubbing this in because somebody said in the survey that I use the word innate incorrectly and they don't like it. Oh, it's good to know Scron's already filled out a survey. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm fully aware that I'm incorrectly using it, okay? I'm just doing it. I'm doing it as a matter of, uh, as a matter of, uh... What's the word? There's a matter of just uh, morals here. My my obligation here. So this part of the show is where we quiz your co-host on what they know about Pokemon. There are going to be five questions today. One of them will include a bonus point. Uh, the other ones will, of course, uh, just be worth one point apiece. They do have a hint that they can use. They can cash that hint in anytime they feel like it to uh, try to get an answer correct. But if they get all the answers correct... Without using the hint, they can use that hint for another point, which is for a maximum possible total of seven. Sublime and Linian will be operating as a team to answer these questions. They are competing against their fellow co-host for $20 of Public credit to buy a Puckle t-shirt for themselves or I guess anything on our Public store. They can go ahead brought and Brought to you that. by... This is brought to you by Anime Gravy, the website where you can go buy some cool anime art. Also, Green Tauros logos and just more cool Pokemon stuff. So definitely feel free to check those guys out. They are really awesome. But it is brought to you by Anime Gravy. So if you guys are ready, we will jump right into this. Yes. Yeah, we're ready. Uh, okay, so question number one it comes to you from Uncle Oshawott. Which Pokemon game, spinoffs included, sold the least copies worldwide? Okay, so... That's hard. Here's um, my first, I, I do have one clarifying question, because are we counting things that are like regional exclusives uh, there are a lot of games that didn't get released worldwide and i just have no idea so i will say yes only because it doesn't matter okay that's terrifying so spinoffs included that sold the least yes Green radar worldwide. has to be up there <laughs> i don't know if i would count that as a full game it is like, a game it involves it your counts 3DS. it counts in the category yes. i would say that you spent you had to spend money on it Yes, um, so it is something you sell. That's a good guess, actually. I like that. Uh, they're, I'm just trying to think, because like, th- th- it would be, by nature, something very forgettable. I feel real sad if it's like Mystery Dungeon Wii Shop exclusive. That would be, that would be sad. That would be sad. Um, oh, 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 I have an idea for what it could be. Okay. What's that game uh, where it's a, I think it's a Nintendo 64 game with something like Hey You Pikachu? <laughs> no, that's what it is called. It's called Hey You Pikachu. Uh, that that's a good that's a good choice. Uh, um, I'm gonna need an answer here, guys. Is it a bunny? It's not a bunny. Um, I mean, do you want the hint? I can give you that free hint that you that you so desperately want. <laughs> I think it's Dream Radar. If I had to guess, I, I hope that counts, but I would not. <laughs> I don't know anyone who who bought it. I know people. I bought it. I bought it. I don't think it's Dream Radar either. (laughs) Fine. Uh, Hey, you Pikachu. Then I mean, if if it's Dream Radar, I owe you one. (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying? If it's Dream Radar, I owe you one. Hey, you Pikachu. Final answer. Hey, you Pikachu is unfortunately incorrect. The answer is actually my Pokemon Ranch. It only sold like two hundred thousand copies worldwide. It sold like nothing. I can't believe that. I was super hyped when it came out. Is that the one from Gen 4 or Gen 5? That was Gen 4. 
It was Gen okay. 4 pre-Platinum, actually. Pre-Platinum, because the Platinum update never came out in the United States. That's true. Uh, hey, you Pikachu actually did pretty well uh, in terms oh, of sales. No. Because there was a full-on, like, Nintendo 64 for it that, like, came packaged with it and had, like, a Pikachu on it. It just sold really, really well, though. So I, I would not have said, hey, you Pikachu. Dream Radar, I don't know the sales numbers on Dream Radar, but I know it's higher than 200,000. Because the 3DS eShop was bigger than the Wii, the Wii eShop, I think, in terms of WiiWare titles and stuff like that. So moving on, then, our next, uh, our next question comes from Claude9. And you're all going to be sad because it's Pokemon XD and Coliseum questions for the next three. Pass. <laughs> Brace yourself. So Pass. The question from Claude is, how many different shadow Pokemon are there in both Coliseum and Gale of Darkness combined? And I'm going to give you a plus or minus 15 on this one. Okay, so do duplicates count? Like if one is a shadow in both? Yes, I believe so. So here's the thing. There are a lot of shadow Pokemon because that's basically the only way you can catch Pokemon. Pokemon that weren't available in... Um, right. Yeah, on the Game Boy Advance games. This was your only way to get them, wasn't it? Wait, yeah, no. And there were like a hundred some odd that you could only get if you're trying to complete a Gen 3 dex. There are a hundred and some odd. I know it's north of 120, but I don't confident on the number. Uh, I would like to, I, like, my, my estimate, because a lot of the ones in XD, they did have some Gen 3s. So I know there's more than the 100, I would say, like, 100, 150, let's, 150 is a little high, I feel. I don't well, know. you have a 15 Pokemon. You have a plus or minus 15. 140. 140 is within the margin of error. <laughs> The answer is 132 between the two wow. of them. Very close. Yeah. I think it's, I think like 40 some of them are in, in Coliseum and then the rest of them are in Gale of Darkness. Gale of Darkness has like way more. It had like three times. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, so that is good. That's two points for you guys so far. You're, you're sitting at, uh, oh no, one point. That's for one you. point. Yeah, because the first question was very, very difficult and could not be a bunny. Thinking of uh, Shadow Pokemon. In Gale of Darkness, there were a host of different shadow Pokemon moves exclusive to Gale of Darkness. How many of them were there? And I'll give you a plus or minus three on this one. There were a lot. I know there were not there because a lot of them shared them. Yes. I mean, I could start listing all the ones I can remember. Shadow Rush, Shadow End, Shadow Sky, Shadow Shed. But I don't think that's particularly useful. And then three for each of one for each of the birds. Evil Arrow Blast. Uh, know how many? How, what's our plus or minus on this? Three. Three. I'll make it four. We'll 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 make it an even number. Have four. It can't be more than like twenty because I don't think they would even have because they're all the same quote unquote type, and that would have been a lot for Gen three. Uh, if we want to go plus or minus four, fifteen maybe. Fifteen is your final answer, and that is correct. And within the margin of error, um, it's yeah, it's not like, it's not exactly fifteen. It's uh it's actually eighteen. So you did it even with the original three. So you did pretty good there. Eighteen different shadow moves. I'm not going to list them all off because I don't have the list in front of me. That would be a lot. There, that would be a lot. Um, okay. So this next one is your bonus point question, and I think this one's this one's going to be pretty easy. So you guys are sitting at two points. You're about to sit at four. This is about shadow Pokemon again. 
And oh, I want to know, what is the highest level shadow Pokemon you can catch? And what is it? One point for each of those pieces of information. Uh, if you can tell me the species and what level. Here's cool. my thing. I don't know if the Dragonite from the post game is higher than Lugia. Well, what level was Lugia? Like 50 or 50? Yeah, it was like, I think it was just level, like a straight level D. I never played it, so this has I been know, fun. I'm just trying to think, because like that game started off, you were in like the 20s. So it's not like it's a full, like a full game. I'm going to, do we take the hint here? Because <laughs> I, it's two points. We sure. Yeah. The take the point. hint. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's, let's use it. It's hint. not a legendary. Okay. So then it has to be the Dragonite. So I'm going to say Dragonite level 65. Is this your final answer? Sure. That is correct on one account and incorrect okay. on the other. Uh, it is Dragonite. And it was at level 55, not oh. 65. Okay. Uh, it was the highest level shadow Pokemon that you could catch in, that was in Gale of Darkness, not in XD, or not in uh, Coliseum. Coliseum, I think, only went up to like 40s or something. It was stupid. Yeah, it was, it was a narrow band. Mm-hmm. I never completed the, sh- the the Pokedex in that game. I never caught all the shadow Pokemon, so I just really? never encountered the Dragonite. No. So, like, if you were really into trying to complete your Gen 3 Pokedex, you had to actually complete that Pokedex. Because it was the only way to get Ho-Oh without the event. Mm-hmm. Because to get Ho-Oh, you have to collect all the Pokemon, and then you have to go through like the single-player mode. And not not the RPG version, but like right. no, the, you have the to go and battle. battle Battle Mountain and win it. Not battle, 100 matches up against yeah. all this crap. Yep, and it's awful. And then at the end, you just get a Ho-Oh gifted to you at the end. So that's how you yep. do it. It was absurd. So that is uh, that is three points for you guys so far. Our next question, as always, is our base stat question. And I want to know, what fire-type Pokemon has the highest base speed of all fire-type Pokemon? What has higher than Bla- um, Talonflame? Talonflame is 126. Does Mega Blaziken? Absolutely not. It's 100. Oh, and then it just speed boosts itself. Correct. Uh, things that are faster... What about, because Ultra Beasts have weird spreads. No, because that's 109. Nope. 109 for Blacephalon. Uh, I'm inclined to say uh, Talonflame. I'm inclined to agree, but the fact that it's only 127. 26. Uh, 26. That one I know by heart. Like, that doesn't feel that fast for one of the more offensive types. Not all of the Fire Legendaries are not exceedingly fast my only thought would have been mega mega blaziken but if that's all, yeah, nope that's, that's 100, 100. Speed boosts. it's an ubers i never look at that thing speed so i wouldn't say that i have anything better let's go with talonflame talonflame is correct it is the fastest fire type pokemon with a base speed of 126 so that gives you guys four points today so mm. you guys are sublime yes. you should still be happy about it it's fine it's not like you are I'm still in the lead. No comment. No comment. It's not like I was given three points. It's all good. All right. So in first place, we have tied for first. We have Sublime and Scrawn with 10 points. Followed up, tied for third, is a three-way tie between Jushiro, Whimsicott, and Bosephus with six points. Tied for sixth, we have Basket and Seth Vila with five points. And in eighth place, we have Lydian with four points. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. You guys are all doing pretty well, though, so good for Mm, you. I guess. I mean, it's anybody's game at this point still, which is really great. I love last time because there were, like, four people that were, like, within shooting range. I hope that happens again. We'll see. 
But that is it for Puckles Pokey Quiz. We will be back at you guys next week with another edition of it. And we are going to go ahead and take a short break and be right back at you with the topic. Hey there, Puckalonians. It's Professor Snag. Thanks for listening to the Puckle Podcast. If you want more Puckly goodness, there are several ways you can do that. If you want to chat with hosts and other community members, join our Discord server. There's always someone there to talk about anything Pokemon. Make sure you follow and like us on all of our social media outlets like Facebook, Twitter, and Reddit. Come watch us on Twitch at the Puckle Podcast and get in on the action where Jushiro plays the TCG online and Thatch does viewer battles. If you are able, please consider supporting us on Patreon where you get exclusive gifts such as Puckle TCG cards and access to bonus content. Or just go to our Tee Public store and buy a t-shirt. All funds go right into the podcast and make the community better for you. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to our new channel, Puckle Plus, where you can find me hosting Game Corner each month, Jushiro hosts the TCG cast, and lots of extra content including Movie Club, Battlecast, and the Puckle Live shows. Thanks for listening, and as always, help control the breedject population. Get your ditto spayed and neutered. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today are Pokemon that should get evolutions, or mega evolutions, or whatever it is. This is a weird topic to bring up. We we discussed it beforehand, and one of the things that Linian brought up, which I think is a very valid point, is that Eviolite exists, and that's probably nixed the whole thing. But Sublime also says this is a thing that has three data points instead of... <laughs> yeah, so I had come up with this as a topic because Gen 8's the next generation, and it had occurred to me that every time we get an even-numbered generation, something gets an evolution, or evolutions are released. And I, I know Thatch hates when you have a data point with two points, and you call that, like, a trend, because, like, that's not a trend, that's just two data points. But I'm like... I, I hope that's, like, slightly sarcastic on your end, right? Because um, our third data point is Sylveon. Our third data point is just Sylveon. Okay, but, but it's a data point. It, it is a data, data point. point. <laughs> so but I'm like, what? but what if I gave you something with three data points? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's more fun than your typical conversation, though, because I mean, at least it's fun yeah. to speculate. And maybe we do get something in Gen Eight. Maybe that's something they'll go back to. I don't think they will. I don't think they'll fill the hole in my heart. But if I don't get my far fetched evolution soon, I'm gonna be sad. I don't think we'll ever get a Gen Four again. I don't think we're ever gonna have it no. where it's like, and here's a good like 12 pokemon that are all just old things that got better it was more than 12 well she was like 20 it was like, it was 20, like 20 or so some. but <laughs> i feel like it's very much possible though because if you look at the last couple of generations they have been catering to old fans we had mega evolution for all of the old pokemon and then we got alolan forms for all of the old pokemon so it would not surprise me if they did something with old Pokemon again. I would be okay with it. It just depends if it's done right. Like, Gen 4 was okay, but if you look at most of the Megas, it's just like, hey, let's take this Pokemon and make it fat. And that's all they did. Because you look at Electabuzz to Electivire, they just made Electabuzz fat. Look at Magmar to Magmordar. Poor Magmordar. I don't know. I hear that Scarf Magmordar is pretty good. Okay, we can talk about that another day. <laughs> and we, but uh, oh, Inside joke. Inside joke. Inside joke, yes. Um... And, I mean, I, I would be okay if the designs are done well. There are definitely Pokemon that need it. Like like I said, Farfetch'd. I think Farfetch'd is so underappreciated and can get a cool evolution where it becomes a proper flying type. I think part of the problem with giving a Farfetch'd evolution is it's kind of a joke Pokemon. And I don't know. It would kind of ruin the joke if it was ever useful. 
And I, I don't know if they're willing well, to betray that that design choice there. I would be okay with them ruining the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't be. I would just uh, make it evolve into like make it like a, another Halucha, like turn it into like a fighting flying type, and that'd be cool. Samurai with the leak, just using yeah. it as a sword, and just exactly. Give it super. I'd be so okay with Still that. let it use a, a, yeah. uh, a stick. Yeah, it can still use the stick. Maybe an ability that works with the stick. Yeah. Well, maybe not an ability, but like... Or make the stick do more than it does. Yeah, you can always yeah. change the... Uh, I mean, Eviolite obviously breaks Farfetch'd then at that point. I mean, it doesn't does break it? Farfetch'd. No, does it doesn't. Really? Farfetch'd. No, it does not. It's still a Farfetch'd. It's Farfetch'd. Let's take a look at its defenses. <laughs> That's 52 HP, 55 defense, 62 special defense. That's going to be broken, okay? <laughs> okay, it's not exactly the Porygon 2 of bulk. That's definitely true. I think that when, you know, we're looking at these Pokemon and going, you know, what are we going to to be able to evolve? I think Eviolite is just kind of the, the elephant in the room. Anything that's already kind of bulky is kind of locked out of it. Because yes, knockoff exists, and yes, toxic exists, but it's it's still a an obnoxious design element that they kind of wrote themselves into. They can always drop the item, they can always nerf it, but as it stands, I do not think it's a coincidence that after Gen 5, when they introduced Eviolite, we saw one thing, and it was Sylveon. I agree with that almost entirely. Like uh, The only thing, like you said, I think they are fully open to nerfing it on their own. They would. They've done it with plenty of other items, Yeah, right? I mean, Soldu, for instance, is just exactly. not the Soldu it used to be. Soldu used to be so good. Yeah, it, well, there was the point. It was banned. It was, like, one of the few items that was actually banned from Pokemon competitively. It wasn't even just, com- just competitively banned. It was in the Battle Tower. You couldn't even use it in-game. It was banned in the official Pokemon <laughs> tournaments. That's how bad it was. The, the only other times that anything was banned in, like, an official Pokemon tournament... Like, that was, like, I think Skydrop got banned in Gen 5 because there was a glitch with the way Skydrop worked, and it would just break the game, so they wouldn't allow Skydrop. That is, like, the only other instance I can think of something being banned like that. So, Soldu ruined it. They It's okay now, it's just nerfed all the way to the ground. It, it's just a different item. And I, I'm, I'm, I trust them to balance their own game, though. I really do believe in their ability to balance their game. Yeah. But what other evolutions did you guys think would be cool? So I was thinking of a lot of Johto Pokemon because uh, Kanto Pokemon have gotten a lot of love over time. So you know what is like the saddest, saddest fire type? (laughs) Macargo. It's got a really cool and unique type. It's fire rock. That's great offensively, right? But Mm -hmm. then you look at it and I'm like, I can't use this. Yeah. In anything. It's so bad. I, if you actually look at its base stat total, this is a Pokemon that evolves at a pretty late level, I think. Mm-hmm. And it has less stats than something like a Charmeleon. He's so and sad. And I'm like, dang, why Why do we have to hate on Macargo like this? I think it desperately needs a Mega Evo- uh, not a, uh, just an evolution um, that does something that makes it more viable. Because it has a really cool move pool what are macargo's base defenses by the way like i'm just thinking about like eviolite it would actually be able to use eviolite but then it's also quad weak to ground so don't get too worried and quad weak to water right exactly but it has 60 hp 120 defense and 80 special defense with eviolite it would be it would be i hate to say formidable maybe usable it wouldn't even be strong exactly so i don't think it might like i think we can allow macargo to get eviolite and not feel bad about it i'm okay with macargo getting eviolite exactly (laughs) and it needs it so badly and also it has such a cool move pool if it got an evolution with more viable stats 
This thing gets both screens. What does it evolve um, into then? Like a like, conch shell made out of an active. How game. about there? You go. <laughs> I feel yeah, we have well, that in Mega Camera Up. Yeah. What if we made? What if we got rid of parts of the shell and it actually <laughs> became fast? Ooh. It's just like it's like an Excel Gore, but fire rock type. Drop the defense uh, and put a lot into speed. That would be interesting. I'd be okay with that. And then you could have... It's a really great offensive type. Give it the speed so it can be. This thing gets mm-hmm. Shell Smash also. That could be cool. I feel like if you gave it, made it too fast and gave it Shell Smash, it would be bad. But if you gave it something like Cloisterish type stats, I think it'd be exactly. okay. Exactly. You could literally double this thing's speed to 60 and... Mm-hmm. That'd be good. That's a good and speed tier to have Shell Smash. It doesn't even feel like it would ever get too far out of control because you can just Aqua Jet this thing into Oblivion. No, because it has two quad weaknesses, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right, because Earthquake's not everywhere. Yeah, Macargo's a solid choice. Good job, Sublime. That's a good Thank choice. Thank you so much. <laughs> I have another really good one, I think, as well. Oh, yeah? What is it? Yeah, Pseudo Wudo. Yeah, okay, I agree. It's currently just a little too bland. High defense, high ish attack, low speed, mono rock. Low everything else, yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. I was thinking about like the trajectory we've had with Roselia when I was thinking of Pseudo-Udo. Because Roselia used to just be a standalone Pokemon. And then they gave it both a pre-evolution and an evolution. And we've done half of that with Pseudo-Udo. We have a pre-evolution. They gave it that later on, but... Sudowoodo's not anything to be excited about, so why not give it an evolution, and why not? How about this? Yeah. Rock grass. Ooh, I don't know if I'm okay like, with it getting the grass type, because that we were talking about the joke Pokemon earlier, mm-hmm. and I think that ruins the joke for Sudowoodo. I think it plays into the lore of the joke, because it's trying to be a tree, it's pretending to be a tree, it actually evolves into a tree. What? It's not like, because that's the Salamence thing. What if it was just still so long, moss grew so thick it became a grass type? Oh, uh, that'd be good. I'm okay with that. By the way, this thing also has Woodhammer in its move pool anyway, so why not? You know. I mean, anything is basically better than Mono Rock. Uh, I just yeah. I have a feeling that if, if it got anything, like another typing, I think it could be almost funny to have it like pick up a fighting type and then just start punching people. You try to break the tree, tree breaks you. Just just go in. I don't think it needs the fighting type to do that. Competitively, I'm okay with it getting, what's it called, with grass typing. I think that's not terrible. Grass gra- no. grass rock is a really decent type. Like, look at Cradle Lily. stats are bad. And, it, I mean, that's a solid Pokemon in and of itself. And I think it. I think you could definitely pick up a grass ground and, like, make it a more offensive yeah. version of Cradle Lily. Grass rock, that's what I meant. Yeah. I think Sudowoodo could use an evolution. Yeah, good for you, Sudowoodo. You earned this. Yeah, you deserve it. Stamp of approval. Uh, these are even things I'm okay with getting Eviolite. Like, Sudowoodo can have Eviolite. Yeah, good job, Sublime. <laughs> we, bit, we picked this topic uh, a lot earlier in the week, and we were kind of, as I was thinking over it, the Eviolite sword dangling above basically anything I wanted to give it to, um, there was one thing that I just kind of figured needs it, and that's Jinx, because it was supposed to be part of a trio. Yeah. It was part of the... It was Magmar, Electabuzz, and Jinx. They were like a thing. They were... It was. And then they all got pre-Evos at the same time. It was. And then Jinx got left behind uh, into Gen 4 as the others got admittedly admittedly bad-looking evolutions. But I think that Jinx could... Jinx is not an Eviolite user, and its typing does not let it be. Uh, and it, it really could just use the stats. Yes. And you could go 
anywhere. You could make it fatter and give it a Viking helmet if you wanted to make a singer thing. Like, you could you could do a lot if you just wanted to make it weird. Um, uh, I just mm. think it needs one. It deserves to be back in the in the trio. I It's not a great Pokemon, but I feel like uh, s- uh, some additional stats, maybe a new ability. Um, it doesn't have anything really great. Mm-hmm. It just kind of exists. Yeah, but I feel like they don't want to touch Jinx because of all of the um, connotations and history associated with it. And that's why we don't do anything with Jinx anymore. Put the hair on in front of the face and you're good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, like the grudge. <laughs> Love, Just, here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I think that's not a bad idea. I, I do agree with you about Jinx, but I'm pretty sure the reason they steered away from Jinx yeah. is because of after oh, all yeah. that backlash. I mean, one, yeah. they, they changed the Jinx, Jinx skin color. Quotes. Well, skin color, I'm going to say. Because Jinx wasn't intended to like be depicted with skin at all. It was just supposed to be like this dark mm-hmm. void with eyes and lips hanging out of it, and it got taken in, in incorrectly, which I understand. I could see why people are offended by that. And then they changed its skin color to purple, and then he got smooch him at the same time, and they're just like, you know what? We're not going to touch this with a 10-foot pole anymore. We're not going to deal with the controversy. Uh, I mean, it's, we never got Porygon in the anime after um, a certain incident, so I, I don't expect them to reverse their position on this. Yeah. But, but that's that's who came to mind. I agree with that, though. And Jinx also is one of those things where I guess Eviolite still wouldn't hurt it that much. I mean, can, I mean, you could say the same thing about Electivire and, or Electabuzz and Magmar. Magmar runs the Eviolite set occasionally. It's not terrible Pokemon with Eviolite. And I would definitely say, like, I, I would think Jinx would be okay with Eviolite. I don't think it's broken. <laughs> Especially defensively. You just, you can't do anything with it. Uh, the other thing that uh, occurred to me is that Eviolite is only... A problem when designing Pokemon if you're making something that doesn't already evolve. So a split evolution is going to kind of sidestep this entirely. Mm, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you look at basically any evolutionary line and you can go, all right, but what if we just went off here? And then you can you can make new Pokemon, you know, you can make your Gallades, you can make your... And uh, one mm-hmm. that I've always thought needed needed a split was uh weepin bell again kind of to, to that gen one pairing because vile plume got an evolution and i think did the space world demo there's stump something that could be construed as a uh hmm. i think it was supposed to be like a pure grass victory bell kind of thing and I think I feel like there is a place you could go. I don't think you necessarily give it a sunstone, but whatever elemental stone you introduce into that generation, put it with a pitcher plant. There you go. Slap that on that and sell it to all the Gen Oneers. Split evolutions are a really interesting idea. I think that's. I think there's a lot to go there too. I mean, uh, unfortunately, they do the thing where they don't make they don't retcon in like stone evolutions, which is really sad. Because I I think if you actually look back at Gen Two, the the, the beta. They were originally going to just be like, uh, use the grass stone on Eevee, get Leafy on, and use the moonstone on Eevee, get Umbreon, use the sunstone on mm-hmm. Eevee, get Espeon, right? <laughs> and unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But I think there's a lot of good things that could definitely benefit from this. I mean, I, I would be really cool just to see like another Dusclops Evo. Slap a slap a Duskstone on it, get a cool Evo. I love. Okay, so I love Honchkrow, but Honchkrow. Oh. I love Honchkrow too. What you gonna say? I feel like another okay. Murkrow evolution that uh, instead of going into this mafia boss uh, Don, 
you could take it and keep it with that mystic, that mystical connection that this is a Pokemon with a witch hat on its head, but it also kind of looks like a fedora, so we made it a mobster. I feel you could make like a spec because mm-hmm. Murkrow's mixed. You could just make this thing a special attacker, and there, there you go. It's already differentiated entirely. Yeah, I do like that. I like that a lot. I really do like that. Murkrow, Honchkrow is a cool Pokemon. Again, it's just too fat for me. Murkrow's also a cool Pokemon, and you know what is so crazy about Murkrow and Honchkrow is Honchkrow lost Prankster. Yeah. Can you imagine if Murkrow had an evolution that had Prankster? That bond would be I everywhere. Just, I feel like. It, it, it exists within the space where you're not sitting there going, and now we have to give this thing that was never designed to have 50% to its defenses, 50%. Yeah, you know, just, mm-hmm. I, I like how that is more applicable. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I think the split evolutions are interesting. What would be really cool and an evolution that I think would be just really cool in general is something like, Maybe not Gibble, but maybe something like we've we we know Haxorus exists, but what if Fracture could split off into something else, right? Give it another type, literally any other type. Ice would be better. Honestly, just give it anything. Make it Dragon something, right? Get that Dragon bug out of the way. Maybe we do that with Vibrava or something like that, or even you could split it off a Trap Pinch, right? Get get us our Bug Dragon somehow. A lot of old Pokemon. I feel like this is the the reason I never think we'll see another Gen Four is a lot of these new Pokemon don't... They feel more finished off. Like, their designs don't feel like they could have another step without looking like some over-designed monstrosity. Where you look at Gen 1s through 3, and you yes. kind of can look at those Pokemon <laughs> and be like, Yanma, okay, I can see where I'm going to get a Yanmega out of this. You know, nose pass. I feel like that's a little bit of confirmation bias. But I, I think they have changed their philosophy in the way they design Pokemon now. And I think that's very obvious through some of the interviews they have. Like they do design, inter- they do design generations of Pokemon now with the thought of, "Hey, what would we find in this region?" Right? And it's very well designed for the story. Like we, you're not going to get a Comfey in any other region but Alola. That, that's kind of their motif. They're just like, "What Pokemon makes sense in this region?" And they go and they design that. Uh, and that's probably why they feel more complete, honestly, because they really didn't have that philosophy back in Gen One. In Gen 1, they were just like, hey, here's some Pokemon. And they're like, we're also going to leave out 40 of them that we designed already. Because they had 190 Pokemon ready to go for Gen 1, but only and then cut it down to 150. And then said, Gold and Silver are going to be our last games. Let's just throw the rest of them that we designed in there. And I think the Pokemon designs just, they weren't quote-unquote finished like you said. I don't know, because I'm, I'm looking at the, the later stuff. Like a lot of the, the even just like statistically, they're a fully evolved Pokemon from Gen's, I want to say Four and on, it's not so much that their BST is mm-hmm. the same because it's not. You still have various levels, but what you do have is things specialize into their roles or remain generalists way more than in the early stuff. Because it used to be like, what's the difference between a Rhyhorn and a Golem? Which is why they have um, increased the stats right. of old Pokemon retroactively. Mm-hmm. We've had that power that power creep for a while, <laughs> and they they have gone back. To their credit, and um, corrected that to an extent. Compare Ninetales to Alolan Ninetales. I think that's the best example you can do. They have the same base stat total, but Alolan Ninetales is like clearly designed better. Just giving it less attack, which you weren't using anyway, and dumping it into speed. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think re- I think that's honestly the way that they're going to do it is more like the regionals than they would do an evolution. It's just be like, hey, we can take this Pokemon and rethink I- it. A little mm-hmm. bit 
I wouldn't be surprised if in Gen 8 we saw more regional Pokemon. I hope they're yeah. like Gen 2 regionals, Anything though. Other than Kanto. Yes. I'm done with Listen, the Kanto. I've said this every show for like good. the past five months. I hope they're listening. And we can get something like Johto going, or we can get something like. I'm even okay with Hoenn at this point. Like, come on. Just give me something. Or at least give me my Mega for Alligator. Where are you at, buddy? Where are you at? Let's finish off these starters. Your day will come. Yes. I feel like that's an inevitability. Um, I don't know. They didn't add any Megas in Gen 7. I Yes, but I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if with future remakes we get something like that. Yeah. I don't know about um, remakes anymore. That's I That's don't. another story. And I think if you want to revisit old designs, like evolutions are by their nature pretty risky because you're introducing a whole nother. Yes. Even beyond Eviolite, you're introducing. It's okay. So this is now not fully evolved. It's, it's going to change your official Pokemon metagames because mm-hmm. they like to do that. I think we've gone too far down. I think it's been too long since we've had evolutions. But but I think a regional variant is a safer bet because at the end of the day, what you're doing is taking a Pokemon and tweaking it and readjusting it and then basically slapping a new color scheme mm-hmm. and design inspiration on it. At the end of the day, I feel like that's a safer design choice than to make an evolution. I, I agree with you 100%. So, yeah, I think I think that's the way to go. I think regionals are probably what we're going to see more of, but they'll probably surprise us and do something that we weren't thinking of to begin with. And then we'll with. all hate it for a week, and then we'll Because that is what year, Pokemon does. Pokemon. That is absolutely what is going to happen. And they're going to do it, and I'm going to be like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this, and then I'm going to have Alola Ninetales on every team I build after that. And that's how it's going to go. I loved Alolan Executor from the beginning, but the other ones I was actually hesitant on. <laughs> I was like, okay, you are hilarious. <laughs> the rest of you got to earn your keep. But yeah, I think I think that's probably the way it'll go. And I think that's, I mean, as much as we want more evolutions, I think what we have to do is just come to the sobering realization Unless that we probably won't evolution, get that. Because I feel like we're probably going to get one more. It'll probably be That'll either happen. a new type or dragon type. Because if it's dragon type, we get all the special types on one Pokemon and then we're done. I don't know if they're going to do that much pandering. Like, Sylveon was kind of a marketing ploy to get people, like, thinking, what type is it, blah, 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 and then they release this new type. I, I think that's the reason we got Sylveon. If they gave us an old type that already exists, I don't know that I would be as excited about it as I was about Sylveon. I don't know. I feel like if they did it in a I, pair, like an old type and then the new type, I think I would be down. I don't think yeah. we should be expecting a new balance type for a good. long time. Yeah, I feel like we're pretty balanced, but that's what I said back in Gen 5. So, okay. I and we absolutely Here, weren't, but difference. I feel like we're okay uh, now. If you've ever tried to uh, draft league typing, which is a thing that I've been doing, uh, course, looking at it now, I can you can glance at something don't and say go, too much oh, look don't say this too is, much this team is overwhelmed like you i feel like i always have options and there are always solutions in gen 5 yeah. if you're trying to build a core it's like okay now how do i deal with dragons do you have a dragon no okay well then you can't you just have ice types and prey mm. yeah kind of steel types but this is where i'm going to cut us <laughs> off before we go on a draft league rant so if you if you have an idea for evolution, send those in to the mailbag at PuckoPodcast.gmail.com, and hopefully we'll read them here in the next couple of weeks. So please definitely send those in. Uh, I Hopefully you have thoughts about it. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. So we're going to do that. We're going to take a short break here, guys, and we're going to be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. Catch you on the flip-flop. You know what, guys? It's an hour and a half before the podcast has to be up. I have to make a public commercial. 
So, you know what? Just go to TeePublic. It's a great way to support the show. You can grab t-shirts, mugs, phone cases of anything Puckle, anything that's on the store as well. Like I said last week, we have these cool gym leader series going on. And there's also this really cool Sabrina one from Saffron City Gym with an Alakazam. It's really sweet. I would suggest buying that. But also, if you're getting really hype into the Puckle Draft League, there's plenty of logos on the side as well, made by our own Aussie. So I really do suggest you guys doing that. I really appreciate your support from this. And I hope you find a cool mug or something that you might want to buy. So let us know and take a tweet at us, a picture of something you might have bought from the Puckle store. We really want to see you support the show. And we really look forward to seeing you guys. So thanks, guys. And on with the show. Catch you on the flip-flop. And welcome back to the Pokemon of the episode. Your Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number... Oh, God, I forgot to pull up the National Dex. 655! Delphox, the Fox Pokemon. Using Psychic Power... Using Psychic Power, it generates a fiery vortex of 5,400 degrees Fahrenheit, incinerating foes swept into this whirl of flame. Wow. Also, I just realized that it's only 4 foot 11. <laughs> He's tiny. That's so short. It's like Charizard. As are many Pokemon, yeah. It's like surprisingly short because Charizard's always listed as like, I think it's just five feet or something like that. Something like that. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, that's Charizard shorter than I tiny. am. What's up with you, Charizard? What's wrong? It's definitely a kid not measuring it and just being like, yep, you look like you're four foot eleven, Delphox. And that's how this goes. But Delphox is a Pokemon. Uh, it is a starter to Pokemon. It is a fire psychic type, which is actually fun. So that's actually a really interesting typing. And its stats aren't terrible either. It's got no. a base 104 speed, which is actually really which cool. Which is lovely. A base 100 special defense, base 114 special attack, 72 defense, meh, uh, 69 attack, but who cares? You have a 114 special attack and a 75 HP. So the only thing keeping this thing down is Stealth Rocks. <laughs> that's really the problem. It's Stealth Rocks. Also, Psychic and Fire don't really balance each other out as types very well. So it, it does just kind of just keep taking on weaknesses. So it's weak to ground, rock, ghost, water, and dark, but it is it, which places it solidly in the NU tier. It is S. It does have seven resistances. Say that one more time. It does have seven resistances. That is true. It does have it does have a good number of resistances. It is um it is S it is ranked S viability though in NU, which is really exciting, and it's actually got a quite a few sets, like quite a good few ways to run it, because it has a decent move pool. Its move pool is not bad. <laughs> It, it avoided the normal fire type curse of only getting like fire type moves and a and then like other... an electric, yeah, and it solar beam that by having enough of a magician aesthetic where it just like oh yeah shadow ball. You can also, psychic types have pretty good move pulls, so mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's a few sets that are pretty prominent. Like there's a calm mind set that's pretty prominent. Uh, you it gets wish on top of that, so you can actually run it as a, somewhat of a cleric because it's it's almost bulky enough to do that. And it also has a Choice Scarf set, which is honestly one of my favorites. I prefer the Choice Scarf set. I concur. So uh, what I did actually this week is a little bit different than the future weeks because we, we want to talk about con- the context of Delphox and how to properly run it. And so Delphox, um, we're, I'm going to talk specifically about the Choice Scarf set here today, um, where I was running Fire Blast, uh, Psy Shock, and Grass Knot to take care of water types. You can al- you also have this tech and uh, Dazzling Gleam, and you can run Trick or Switcheroo to switch the items with another Did Pokemon. You? I ran Switcheroo, yes. 
Uh, I don't actually know what the difference between Trick and Switcheroo are, but I ran Switcheroo. (laughs) There has to be a difference because it is Switcheroo, but it's also called Switcheroo. The difference is literally the name. That is the difference. Imprison would affect it That's a good point. That's a good point. I think they're functionally the same. That's what I thought. And so it's actually, it, it's it's a cool move. Um, it's fine. It, Delphox has one ability in Blaze. I don't think it, it does have a, it's hidden ability. It does. It does. It does. It's Magician, which you don't ever You don't want to run because it's Magician. No. That's which awful. Just bad. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you want to run Delphox with Blaze. Uh, I've, I was running 252 Special Attack 252 Speed. It, it's a great Pokemon. Uh, the problem is it doesn't take water type attacks that well. So I paired it up with a Vaporeon. Vaporeon, pretty cool Pokemon. I didn't know it was NU. What's going that's on? That's very surprising. Uh, I was like, I've. it's so low tiered. I feel like that's really low tiered. Well, the thing about water types is you have good water types in every tier because it's the most populous type. What is Vaporeon? And Vaporeon's actually yeah. like a good one. Vaporeon is a good Pokemon, but precisely there are so many good water types yeah, that just because of the way usage waters. works, you're gonna have good water types in every tier, no matter what tier you're playing. Yeah, Vaporeon. Uh, I ran that defensive as uh, defensive variant uh, with leftovers, water absorb, scald, wish, protect, ice beam. Uh, for all of you at home, I'm gonna be putting this team in the show notes as well, so you guys can take it home and play with it. And so we have Vaporeon, we have Delphox. So of course you want to round that out. And so I finished it up with Vile Plume. I, I originally had Sceptile, but I feel uh, I've thought it was kind of awful so <laughs> i i tried vile plume because vile plume has this really cool move that strength i'm not sure that? yeah strength, is strength that? that is such a yep. cool move it's such so move. cool it is literally just giga drain plus growl combined and it's just fantastic because you get you uh, get health recover. back any lower attack stages especially on these pokemon that try to come in on your on your what's it called on your vile plume because its defense stat isn't great it's 85 special defense at 90 but it has a great special attack at 110 and it has enough bulk in NU. so i mean it just kind of rounds out that fire water grass core with delphox and it kind of just finds a really good balance but it get like giga drain sludge bomb strength sap sleep powder because it gets sleep powder it's just what this pokemon so good <laughs> also for the like it, it also gets moon blast which is a crazy tech move if you really want to if you're really worried about i guess dragon types but we're in nu so i don't really worry about drud again so or or altaria i guess altaria is down in nu too isn't it it is it's still not really worth worrying about you can smack that with basically anything yeah exactly so i these that was kind of the core of the team and so we kind of i kind of just like sprinkled in some more stuff for fun because you're in nu you want to have some fun Cling cling sitting down there, guys. Okay. <laughs> With shift gear, gear grind, return, and wild charge. And you can slap Steelium Z on it and just have just have all the fun. Shift gear gets you times two speed right out the gate with plus one to attack. And you can just have you can just knock out most things as long as you take out its opponents. Stealth Fox, you're really just worried about water types. Really bulky water types, like Vaporeon would be scary, so that's why Vile Plume is pretty necessary. You also have to watch out for things like Archeops, which we were also running on this team, that can just kind of earth power you and not speed. So you have to watch out for the rock types. There's a lot of rock and ground types in NU, as you guys can all imagine. But again, Vaporeon and Vileplume really handle that. Because as long as you get as long as you get Delphox in there, you're good. Yeah, actually one of the most common uh, steel, uh, ground types you'll see is Steelix, which 1v1, yeah. Delphox is going to win anyway. So it has that yeah. going for it as well. Exactly. So, I mean... 
Delphox does really well in this tier. Uh, as long as you remove the bulky waters out of its way, like Vaporeon and Quagsire, I think you'll do pretty well. I think you, I think Delphox can really just kind of run away with it. Um, Grass Knot's kind of there as a tech as well to handle it, and I think Choice Scarf, like Switcheroo slash Trick, does a really good job on a lot of other Pokemon like that try to stall you out. Uh, I'm just a fan of that strategy in general. That's something that's not unique to any tier. You can just run Trick, Choice Scarf, and plant it on the Ferrothorn. Who cares? So that, that's something to think of. Yeah, it, it's it's worse than a taunt. It's great. Because you can't switch it out. So yeah. I'm actually using Delphox on my UUTC team. Okay. Because it's a it's a it's not a serious team. Me and Shamu are doing it for fun. We are not using serious teams. But I'm using Choice Scarf Delphox there as well. And let me tell you, my first opponent last week had a Tyranitar that switched into me. Ooh. And used Dragon Dance. Oh. And then I tricked. It was great. It was that's, great. That's great. That Coming hurts. through that Delphox. <laughs> that just neuters like setup mons like that though. Yeah. It's, great. it's like you're gonna dragon dance? Nope, no, you're not. <laughs> I really do like that. It's such a good Pokemon in that sense. But yeah, we were running Steelix on this team as well because easy rocks and Archaeops was just fun because you get Earth Power or Earthquake, whichever one you want to run there. Acrobatics is always just good. And he can be a decent defogger. To get rid of get rid of hazards. So I, this this is what I would suggest running. I mean, well, again, like I said, the team will be in the show notes, and you guys can check it out there, and you can see how to how to properly run Delphox the Pokemon, uh, and try Ooh. the team out. Tell us what you think. We'd be interested. Maybe you can come up with a better team. I'd be interested to see that as well. Uh, other than that, though, oh, go for it, Lydian. I say I the one thing that uh, did not get mentioned. Uh, there are a lot of different ways that you can run it and it has a very like the, the wicked special defense mm-hmm. if for some unholy reason you decide to run any form of uh what's the term uh any any form of like weather i don't know why you would but uh that's one thing that can clear up the water types it does have solar beam you shouldn't do this but if you want to do no, a really stupid idea z's sunny day <laughs> Your speed up. <laughs> that is a fun set. Z Sunny Day would be a fun set. You could run. It would run... be fun. It would be bad. I do not recommend it. But it yes. would clear up the grass type. Would clear up the water types. That's true. I mean, you already have grass knot, and you don't have to worry about weather. Even then, right, if you're but... if you're gonna run Z Sunny Day to try to get rid of water types, my personal opinion would be just run Grassy MZ. Grassy, yes. yeah, that would work. Better. I would just run Grassy MZ. Which is what's suggested on the Calm Mindset. Oh, the there way. you go. So, wow, I just built a set accidentally. Uh, <laughs> like I that's said, what I would do. not a serious set, but if you want to have someone just drop their 3DS in confusion, that's my recommendation. The plus one speed might be useful, but I feel like at one point, uh, 104 in NU, you're doing all right. Yeah, you're that's already a great fine. <laughs> you're not that's trying to outspeed speed much. Anyway, just because you get the jump on 100s, you get the jump on Garchomp, yeah. if that ever happens somehow. Yeah, if you're playing in OU. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, if you did, you'd get the jump on Garchomp. 104 speed's really big. That speed tier it's is great. huge. It's a great speed tier. That's a great speed tier. I would, uh, like, anything at just over 100, I think, is a great speed tier. If you can break mm-hmm. 100, I think 100 is, like, just because it's a nice round number, but on top of that, a lot of Pokemon, that's the benchmark they hit. Like, Volcarona. Um, let's see what else. Volcarona does that. Like any of the legends, like Mew, Jirachi, they Jirachi. hit hundred. If you can just be just above a hundred, you're doing pretty well. Salamence. 
Yeah. A hundred, a hundred is the best. At a hundred, you're fast. At 101, you are so much faster than base 100. And if you're at yeah. 99, you're not fast. It, that, that's kind of how those breakpoints work. You're exactly right. That's how speed out. tiers work. And I would definitely, yep. definitely suggest uh, checking that out. But if you want to try out Delphox, get in some NU. You could definitely check out the team in the show notes below. We are going to kick it on over, though, guys, to the mailbag. Top of the mailbag. Sending your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. Yeah. And if you write an email that makes us like you for some reason, I think that's literally the only criteria we actually really have. We say there's criteria, but that's really the criteria. Uh, we'll give you the Green Taurus badge on the Discord. It all resets, so if you don't have it uh, now, you you or if you had it from last year, you don't have it anymore, so you have to earn it back. So let's jump into it, though. Last week, our mailbag question was, uh, what kind of headcanon do you have about the Pokemon universe? So we're going to jump right into that and see what you guys have to say about what your headcanon is. And you, of course, can send an email into PucklePodcast at gmail.com answering what Pokemon do you think should get an evolution in Gen 8? We'd love to hear your responses as well for next week. So let's jump right into it. Our first email is going to be from Mac and sublime. You've got this one. I sure do. Hello, that's and co-hosts. It is I Mac back at it again with another mailbag head cannon. It is a topic I love and absolutely despise because I overthink it and analyze it way too much, but it's the topic. So here we are. I have two main points. My first is as follows. During the show, you discussed badges and how Pokemon can understand them. The short answer is they don't. When a Pokemon battles you and you catch it the normal way, it is a challenge. The Pokemon wants to see if you are worthy to travel with. Some Pokemon come easy, others play hard to get. However, when you get a Pokemon from a trade or throw Pokeballs at it aimlessly, hoping it will catch, even though it is way overleveled, there is no challenge. In their eyes, they were not challenged, they were stolen. When you fight a gym battle or any battle, uh, it's happening because those Pokemon are watching you grow and mature with your skills. They understand not the badge, but what it takes to earn them. When they see you as worthy, they listen. My second point, which I hope to keep shorter, is on the multiverse theory. In my headcanon, the Pokemon multiverse is not composed of infinite universes, but instead only a few thousand, because if there were infinite, that would mean there are universes within multiverses ending cataclysmic events. Yes, In my head that's canon, how that works. The uh, lack of infinite possibilities lowers the chance of universe-ending events, Furthermore, I believe that whilst travel between universes is possible, they cannot directly harm each other on a large scale, because if that was true, all would be lost already. But anyway, sorry this email is so long. I hope you have time to read it. Yours truly, Mac. Okay, so I just want to start picking this away just a little bit. Um, So for the first point, the only comment I have where he says that the Pokemon don't understand the badge, but understand what it takes to earn it, that means that they They understand the badge. badge. Just throwing that out there, right? <laughs> Means that they understand this is a difficult thing to acquire, which is on its own kind of impressive. I yes. think my dog looks around at all our trophies going, wow, my humans are very good at their things. That's a really good way to put it. Uh, my cats do not care. They would just eat it. They don't, they don't really care. Um, and then when we go to the multiverse where he says there, there aren't infinite possibilities because... That would mean there's cataclysmic events. Yes, that's how multiverse works. Uh, the idea is that every possible thing that's happening is happening. 
And then he went to the Fermi paradox in a weird left turn there at the end. Yeah. Uh, And then he said there's not really a way to harm each other on a large scale. But if we actually look back at the Delta episode. (laughs) Where they were uh, just like, let's just drop a meteor on these other guys. On this other dimension, right? And so that's apparently it can because that was the whole point of the Delta episode is, hey, we can't allow that to happen. So just that's another thing to think about. I, so like I don't want to like destroy your headcanon, but I would like to just throw out some some facts that exist for that. So I mean that that is something that exists though in in the Pokemon universe is they said, oh hey, we can't just do that or we'll destroy the we'll destroy maybe another Hoenn without Mega Evolution, referring to the original Omega Ru- or the original Ruby and Sapphire games. But yeah, that's where that's where we'll go with that one. Uh, I'll take this next email off though. With uh, from I guess this is from Trainer Dom or something. I'm not, I don't remember his name. He didn't sign it. Hey, Puckle Crew. I was thinking of the future of the Let's Go games and what Pokemon would be the stars of the next edition, if it even comes. If I had to guess, I would say the next games will be Let's Go Togepi and Elect Kid. But after hearing last week's podcast, someone predicting Let's Go Teddy Ursa and Fanfi, I couldn't think of a better pair. Both are a good mix of cute, cool, and strong. Anyway, it got me thinking of a more difficult, but not by much, version of Let's Go. That's that's called the... This is Thatch speaking. That's called the real games. Um, something like Let's Go Smeargle and Ditto. It would be fun and interesting having to start the game with Smeargle as a starter, and as a bonus, have it start starting move be Sketch and Metronome. And as for <laughs> Ditto, it could have a move that lets it evolve after it's already done so. Unfortunately, that would take up a move slot... But I feel I feel it would make Ditto more interesting and versatile. What do you guys think of this idea? And what would you add to it? Well, that's enough of my nonsense for now. Keep up the great work. Say right now, I don't think that would be a game they would ever make. But man, does that sound like the best challenge run I have ever heard of? Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> so it, it like it only works in the Let's Go format. No. To be fair, like yeah, the Smeargle one, because it. you could accidentally scratch like Growl, right? As if it's your starter. <laughs> And then you'd be mm-hmm. screwed with Growl and you would die and you couldn't move forward. You couldn't progress. Um, and let's go. That's not a problem because you just catch the Pokemon. So maybe that's okay. And it, it's mildly better because you're not in wild Pokemon battles. And trainers tend to make smarter options. So, I mean, that's that's something that could happen. I mean, it'd be okay. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's the best idea. Ditto, on the other hand, that's a terrible idea. I, so bad. <laughs> uh, there like, are videos I, on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, man, I remember. So, like, uh, back when I was first getting into competitive Pokemon, I did a thing in Emerald version, if you're unaware. So, I got into competitive Pokemon when I was in Gen 4. Um, when I was in Gen 4. When Pokemon was in Gen 4. And I wanted to go get Ditto so that I could do the Everstone trick to get Natures, which was just a new thing that came out in Emerald back then. Uh, Emerald version has this area where you can only catch Ditto. And so, I caught all these Ditto. And I got one of each nature after a very, very long time of playing. And I afterwards I was done, I was just like, oh man, I should go and like re-nickname all these ditto in Sleepport City, right? And I was somewhere, I forget where I was in the game, and I had all these ditto, and I was like, oh, I don't want to fly, I'll just walk over there. And for some reason, I ended up on the, uh, the boat, the SS Aqua, and I ended oh, up getting no. trapped in a battle with six ditto in my party up against a Pelipper. <laughs> and this Pelipper legitimately had like, it had like stockpile, swallow, um, protect. And it was, I think it was like, um, it might've been water gun or something. So that Pelipper <laughs> versus another Pelipper does not work. 
it does not end. So I had to play through like probably about 200 turns to be able to struggle my way to victory in that battle. And that's my story of why having a solo ditto run ever in any game is a terrible idea. It's terrible. If you ever want to see it, there is a video on YouTube of a guy taking a ditto all the way through uh, red and blue, and it is incredible what he has to do at some points. But really? no, I would never do it. I would never do it. I would never do it. I don't think I could physically do it. I would just be like, Ditto's a cute little gimmick. But I don't think I could take Ditto through another game. Like entirely just Ditto. Like that's just my, that's my biggest peeve and worry. Like I, I just, I couldn't do it. Like it made me never use Ditto like ever again. Like. Uh, what's it? What's it called? Imposter Ditto isn't a bad Pokemon. Sometimes, <laughs> no, you give it a choice scarf and kill them with their own sweeper. I just can't do it. I just can't. I can't do it. Or I'll be like, man, Ditto is awful. You you can't bring yourself to look at this. Like, yeah, after that experience, it's just like Ditto. You are used for breeding, and that is it. That's really dark. That's yeah. incredibly dark. Yeah. Uh, okay. Next email. I've got an email. Is from the boy Gardevoir. <laughs> Speaking of things that make me uncomfortable. Hello, Thatch and his Pucklelicious co-hosts. Love. Okay. Ooh. You guessed it. It is I, the boy Gardevoir, back at you with another mailbag. This mailbag is about headcanon. So let's get into it, shall we? <laughs> so my headcanon is basically the sa- is pretty much the same as yours, but I want to find out what this week's co-host's favorite bits of headcanon are. So, co-hosts, what is your favorite bit That's of headcanon? That's you guys. That would be us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what is your favorite bit of headcanon, guys? Yeah, well, well, okay. So this is something that I've always just assumed about the Pokemon world. Uh, the reason that people are out and standing on routes... Whimsicott joked about post-scarcity. I think everyone's just unemployed. So they have nothing better to do than just kind of stand there and battle people who go by. That's why you have to battle them. They have nothing else to be doing. they're they're like no one can read the social cues that you just really need to get to the next town thank you very much they're just like oh finally something to do it's post scarcity (laughs) but before all of the stuff that would make life worth living so they're just kind of sitting there waiting waiting for they're just waiting waiting for something to do waiting for the world to change they're just waiting you need to be the change you want to see in the world (laughs) exactly that's why they're battling you it's something to do That's a, that's amazing. If they can't find anything, okay, all right, live your yeah. life. I got nothing to do, guys. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna sit here. I'm just gonna sit. And battle I need some coffee and lose. Yes. I don't want to live in your head, Cannon. <laughs> Man, what did you? There's a there's a dorkly skit about that, about just like a trainer who's just standing there waiting to battle, and then you see the player character just like skip them, and the guy just sits there forever. And like the seasons change, it's it's pretty funny. Dorkly's pretty good with their Pokemon videos. I'm really okay with their Pokemon videos. My favorite one is uh, my favorite series from the Dorkly videos are ones they have with these Team Rocket grunts that are just slowly being shown like real gang life by these real gangsters. And like there's uh there's one where they're trying to steal some Pokemon. These gangsters walk walk up to them. They're like, why are you trying to steal these Pokemon? They're like, well, we're Team Rocket. That's what we do. And they're just like, and this, the guy just walks into the grass and he goes, I just caught 18 Pidgeys. They're over there for free. And 
and and they're just like what and and then, like, they show them guns and stuff. They went and caught, like, a bunch of Pikachu, and then these Pikachu come out of the bags. And, like, one of them's a shiny Pikachu. And the shiny Pikachu jumps out, and the guy just... The the, uh, the boss is like, oh, that one looks different. What's up with that? And the guy just shoots it, and he goes, this is called a gun. Gangs use guns. It's it's horrible. It's super effective. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. I absolutely love that series, though. It is one of my favorite things. Uh, but yeah, Sublime, do you have any headcanon that you personally... personally my headcanon that I personally believe... To? Yeah, sure. My headcanon is that Ash and Serena is a thing, and <laughs> the Alola portion of the anime never happens. Okay, so what you're saying is probably almost correct, because I think it was somewhat confirmed, right? Like, there was just, like, a moment in the anime where I think it was implied that Serena kissed Ash or something. Oh, yes. You can say implied, happened. but it was... It, that's beyond implied. That like, was not subtext. That was text with, no, like, a yes, 5%. It was very clearly yeah. what happened. Unless mm. she, like, really wanted to inspect the brim of his hat, there's nothing else that they could have been doing. <laughs> yeah, that's just something... I, I'm pretty sure that was implied. And then, the, and then the Alolas anime didn't happen. You're probably not wrong. You're probably not wrong. I wouldn't be surprised if this is where they end it. Can we just have Ash beat this league and then get a new main character, please? I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. I don't even like, care if it's another useless 10-year-old boy. Just something. The only problem is they actually brought in Hao as like a character in the anime now. So I fully expect... This is what I fully expect... <laughs> Ash goes no. to the league. No. Loses to Hal. No. Hal wins the no. whole thing. No. That Please. is unacceptable. I don't like Hal. I just want to see the salt pour out of you and Jushi for years. Please let this happen. I think that's what's going to happen. And then we move to Gen 8. Uh, and it's going to be weird 3D. Let's get let's, let's get some uh, good CGI for the movies and then bad CGI for all of the... Uh, Let's get some Beast Wars up in there, up in the uh, the normal show. Beast Wars. Well, I don't think, to be fair, at least CGI has come to the point where it's no longer that bad as Transformers Beast Wars. And <laughs> if mean, you look it's... at the trailer for the new Pokemon movie, it's not that bad. I do want to see humans in that art style first, though. The, the thing is, you're right. The problem is that's a movie budget. If you want to look at what that's modern true. 3D TV animation looks like, watch an it episode of cheap. Sonic Boom. No, it looks no, cheap. No. Yeah, it's just, it's just no. It, it's gonna look cheap. Yeah. All right, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we are with that. Uh, that is it for the emails this week. You can send in your emails to pucklepodcast at gmail about what evolutions you would like to see in the future Pokemon games. We'd love to hear from you. Or even if you don't think there are going to be evolutions, what do you think is going to be the new gimmick that we're going to get to revive old Pokemon in in Gen Eight? Let us know at pucklepodcast at gmail if you want to do some more Puckly goodness, though, this week we've got a Battlecast dropping on the Puckle Plus feed, so look out for that. I'm really excited to see Battlecast come back and in a more permanent style. So if you want Battlecast, check that out. Of course, the Game Corner and TCG Cast are over there as well. If you want and to help, subscribe to Puckle PTU. Yep. Yeah. Right. Uh, review. Yeah. We are low on those as well. Because we're new. Yeah. yeah. You can also drop iTunes reviews on literally anything. Any Please. of those three feeds could use it. <laughs> Please. Please. So that is going to be that. Uh, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, anywhere where Puckle is sold or PucklePodcast.com where all of our new stuff is posted. So you can go ahead and just 
follow us there. If you want to help support the show, you can do so in a variety of ways. One, you can come and watch us at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, where Jushiro, myself, and Orange all stream. Um, and I've been getting into some cool perler bead madness. Every time anybody throws pennies at me in the form of bits, I put beads on the board and we, we build a Pokemon together. It's like, who's that Pokemon? Interactive. And then I give those away to patrons after they're finished. Uh, patrons and Twitch subscribers, I should say. Uh, which segues me into, if you want to support the show more directly, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash podcast and support the show there at a variety of different levels. Get a variety of different benefits from listening to early access shows from PTU to being able to uh, get cool Puckle merch that isn't available anywhere else to just helping us out and having access to exclusive Patreon content everywhere. So we really appreciate your support when you do that. If you want to get something in return for support, though, more to, uh, just buying stuff, if you could go to our TeePublic store at tpublic.com slash, I think, Puckle store, you can go ahead and buy a Puckle t-shirt, a Puckle mug, pretty much anything, something with Sublime's face on it. You can buy That's it there. Available. That is available at the Puckle Tee Public store. Link in the show notes, as always. And finally, guys, um, I think that's yeah, that's that's the end of my spiel. Um, that is going to be it for this week. <laughs> I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Sublime Manic, and I'm Linian. And here in the Lavender Town uh, Radio Tower, it is closing time. Here at Puckle would like to, of course, thank all of our patrons for making everything possible. So I would like to go ahead and thank Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, 
The Fluffiest Whimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Christian, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Nick, Bosephus, Alvarin, Seth Vilo, Marcus, Claude Nine, Tank, R Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor Booth, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Louise, Wade, Kevin, Justin, Daniel, Travy, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtack, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ironcaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph Walther, Alex, and the real EV for supporting the show. We really appreciate it, guys. And I'm thinking, not this weekend, unfortunately, but probably on the 25th, we can do an awesome live show. So I will send that out on Patreon. And if you guys want to jump on that show on the 25th, let's say 7 p.m., I will put it out there. Two patrons can do it. Of course, only the patrons at the $3 tier and above can jump on those slots. So I feel happy and I look forward to seeing you guys there. So catch you guys on the flip flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.